Welcome to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. I'm your host, Colin Sugg, bringing you another episode of the podcast. A few weeks ago, we did an episode that was Christmas-themed that had to do with the movie Christmas in Connecticut. This week, we will continue that theme with a Nara Christmas classic that I recently watched for the first time a few weeks ago. This film had been meaning to watch for a while. One of my best friends, Alyssa, had recommended this movie. She wanted me to watch it and talk to her about it, which I have not been able to do yet. I will give her my thoughts on the film and what I thought of it. But watch this one a few weeks ago. Overall, I enjoyed it. Good acting. The plot was sweet. A enjoyable Christmas classic. I would recommend it. If you want to watch one that is easy to understand and definitely a family-friendly movie, probably a little bit more family-friendly than I would say Christmas in Connecticut, but overall this one, I can see why it has often been named as one of the best Christmas movies of all time. So let's get into the review and thoughts of Miracle on 34th Street. A little bit about a background about the movie. It was shot on location in New York City during the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. And fun fact, it was filmed live in person during the 1946 parade the year prior. And although the film was set during the Christmas season, the studio head... Daryl Zanuck demanded that the film be released in May, quote, arguing that more people go to the movies in warmer weather, which I don't know these days if that would be as accurate. There are many Christmas blockbusters that lots of people go to, and it's kind of a tradition for some people to go to the movies near Christmas time. Recently, some big movies have been released in Christmas. Star Wars, they've been releasing. The new uh, sequels have been coming out near Christmas time. Like The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. They've been coming out near Christmas. And there's a new movie coming out pretty soon near Christmas. uh, The new Spider-Man movie. So a lot of big blockbuster type movies come out and do well during Christmas time. But this movie was released back in 1947, so maybe at the time, it was different compared to now in regards to attendance at movie theaters and when they would go to the movies. And also that it's closer to the summer too, so I could see how that would make sense for people to go to more movies with children, but Christmas time too could have worked. But let's get back to the movie. One of the biggest stars in the movie, the main character, Doris Walker, played by the excellent Maureen O'Hara. According to legend, she was initially reluctant to take the role, having recently moved back to the States post-war Ireland. And she changed her mind, though, came back from Ireland to the States to be in the film after loving the script. Now for the cast, I'll talk a little bit about 
some of the characters and I'll describe the plot spoiler free and then end it with my thoughts and did I enjoy it or not. So the cast is first the main character Doris Walker. She works at Macy's in New York City. And some of the stuff was inaccurate based on a historical record. One of the characters that was supposed to be based on a historical character was long since dead. But mostly it, it was pretty accurate to like the period. So uh, Doris Walker was played by Maureen O'Hara. The character Fred Gailey was played by John Payne. Chris Kringle was played by Edmund Gwen. Jean Lockhart was Henry X. Harper. And finally, another character who was very important was Susan Walker, Doris Walker's daughter, played by the young girl Natalie Wood. And there was also the main villain of the story was the character Granville Sawyer, played by Porter Hall, who was the main villain. So basically the plot of the film is that Doris Walker is in charge of the events at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, a huge event. And the character, Chris Kringle, who you know as Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, St. Nick, Santa, he is in New York City. That is where he is during the time period. And he plays Santa in the parade when the fake Santa is drunk, of course, during the parade. So Chris Kringle happens to be there. He plays Santa. Then he's so good that he's hired at Macy's to be the Santa there. And overall, a lot of it has to do with him being an unbelievable Santa, Chris Kringle, because he is Santa, and people believing that he's a fraud. Of course, there is no Santa. A lot of court scenes, him trying to be loving with the children and a great man and people trying to get him in trouble and taken away because he's obviously mentally ill. He's insane because there is no Santa. But enjoyable movie, good acting. There's some fun scenes with... Um, I'm in graduate school to become a clinical mental health counselor. And there was one part where there was a character, the main villain, for me at least, Granville Sawyer. He was a person who would like... Um, psychologist, so to speak. And he want, had to test the mental... Capacity of Chris Kringle. Like, was he insane? Was he mentally ill? And the villain did a psychological evaluation. Chris passed, of course, but Sawyer still wanted him to be locked up in a mental hospital. And overall, the character of Granville Sawyer is a big jerk. I did not like that character whatsoever. So, no more spoiling about the movie. I would recommend it. 
Another last fun fact about it was that I found this out. It was one of the first full-length black and white films to be made into Keller. The version I watched was in black and white, but you can watch it in Keller as well. And it's been remade in a 1994 feature film. And it's been done on Broadway, radio, theater, TV, puppets, and more. It's been definitely a well-known film and well-made um, in different uh, forms of art. So thank you for listening to this, my thoughts and review of the movie Miracle on 34th Street. It's different than Christmas in Connecticut. They are different films, but both enjoyable classics from the 1940s. So thank you for listening, and see you next time on History from the Back Pages. If you have any more suggestions for future holiday-themed episodes, we'll do a few more before the end of 2021. Let me know. The podcast can be found on History from the Back Pages on Instagram. Can be found also on Twitter, same name, same tagline. And gladly I will take any suggestions and any. I appreciate your feedback and listening to the podcast. It's been very exciting to keep continuing the podcast. As you know, it started back in July of 2019. Still going strong, still enjoying making content. Definitely planning some new themes, new segments for 2022. Getting some guests, more guests to come on and just try out some new things to see where we go with the podcast. So see you next time. Host Colin Sugg signing off. Thank you.